if you're like me, you've dreamt of becoming an accomplished musician and the satisfaction it can bring you. But there's hidden traps in the path to creating a musician's dream sound placed by ill-informed tutors and some online and real-world educators. We are forced to answer hard questions like how to grow as amateur musicians using time learning our craft intelligently, or how to achieve pristine musical sound quality without sacrificing wasted dollars. Finally, those questions and more can be answered after 20 years of research, trial and error. Follow this podcast while I expose missing pieces of the musical puzzle to take you from hours of musical frustration to feeling the excitement of musical excellence. You can join the journey on musicsecretsexposed.com I'm your host Sylvia and you're listening to the Music Secrets Exposed podcast. Hey, hope you're doing good. As I record this podcast, it is a beautiful spring day here in Ireland, March 2021. Now, in a number of previous episodes, I've made a number of references to memory and internal aspects to a musician's performance. Now, today I want to focus on just one component, and that is how to improve memory as you go along your musical path as a student. And even if you're not a student, you're still playing your instrument, how to improve memory in that situation also. I have seen over my 20 years of being a tutor that memory is one of those components where most novices or beginners or even intermediate to advanced graded students have difficulty. When students approach doing exams, a part of the exam is dedicated to oral tests. And as students progress from, we'll say, grades five through to grades eight in the UK system, dependent on what examining system you use, these oral tests actually are quite challenging for musical memory. And it's probably, I would say, one of the weakest areas I have seen in probably most of my students to date. Now, to develop a musical memory, there are a number of steps that you can take from the very beginning of your musical journey and even pick these steps up as you continue on your musical journey. Now, the first thing I want you to do, if this is a new podcast that you're listening to, I recommend that you go back to episode one and just listen through all the episodes before listening to this one because you will pick up a lot of tips and techniques that will also help you with memory. Now, the tips that I'm going to give you today are just showing you little daily tasks you can undertake and little tricks that when you're performing or trying to respond in an oral situation on your instrument, what you can do. The first tip I want to tell you about is just something really easy and this is just to start small when you're trying to develop your memory. Building your memory is a process, it's a practice, it's something that's you have to build on as a student to try and get to that level whereby you hear a piece of music and then you can improvise on your instrument or you can just repeat it on your instrument from listening. I would suggest that you might listen to eight to 12 bars of music. Maybe it's a favorite pop tune 
or it's just something that you really love and you reproduce that on your instrument. You may have to try it a number of times to get it to the way you'd like it to be, but that whole process of listening and trying to play on your instrument what you hear is one of the first ways you can start building your musical memory. Just a quick side note here. When I was a student, I was my main instrument. My focus was piano, but I also through school, because I live in Ireland here, Irish music at the time was introduced in the schooling system as one of those topics that every week we would do. And of course, the tin whistle um, was one of the instruments that nearly every primary school going child would have in their bag going to school. And what I would do is I would literally get the tin whistle. I would turn on some cassette tapes back in the 1980s, of course. Cassette tapes were the thing then. And I would play the tin whistle with the cassette tape of favorite tunes. And I used to do this over and over and over again. Then when I went ahead to do music exams, I was starting to build that musical memory. Now, later on in my story, things changed because of struggling with internal tensions within me and it affected my ability to memorize. However, that's a separate topic. In a previous episode, I, I speak about that. So go back to episode one, listen through and you'll get the stories. So I just want you to remember, start small. That's the first thing you need to do is just to start small and keep doing this practice every day. And we'll say your main instrument is violin and you might play a tin whistle or something easier. Even use your other instrument that you're more practiced on to just build your memory. And then we'll say your violin, if that's your second instrument that's more challenging, you can use that later on as your instrument for memorizing. Now, the second thing is sight reading. Sight reading is um, one of those skills that I highly recommend anyone to start doing from the beginning stages and doing it regularly is key. When you're doing sight reading, well, firstly, just to define what sight reading is, sight reading is where you get a piece of music and you look at it for, we'll say, 30 seconds and then you play. Now, you can imagine sometimes in a community setting or a group situation, somebody might throw you a book of music and say, play that. That's why you do sight reading. It's to build that said skill. Now, when you're doing your sight reading, start to pay really close attention to the notes, to the phrasings, to the dynamics and the rhythm. And most of all, keep to the rhythm. Even if you get the notes wrong or you miss out on some of the dynamics, make sure that your rhythm is kept steady. That will also help with kind of getting that rhythmic element embedded into your subconscious so it just comes naturally to you over time. Now, the next tip, number three, is to play the piece through. So we'll say I am listening to a piece that I love, like a pop tune or something, and I hear the full tune and it could be like a minute in length. And I know it in my head. I can sing it in my head, but now I have to try and play it. Try and play it right through. Now, this is very deliberate. You're really testing your memory, even though you get notes wrong and everything. Don't worry about that. What you're doing is you're really pushing your memory. You're really testing it to do its thing. So I suggest that play pieces full out as much as you can. Now, one of the things that can uh, cause distraction uh, with your memory is your other senses. What you see, what you uh, smell, what you might hear, other sounds, 
in or around the place where you're doing your music. You've got to learn how to uh, use those senses wisely, but also to cut out any distractions. So very often, if you're listening, I often tell students, if you're listening to a music uh, piece of music, close your eyes, take out all those distractions and just really focus on the melody and immediately don't think about it, only respond. The minute you get distracted or immediately when a thought comes into your mind, sometimes that can just throw your whole memory, your focus is gone and you've totally forgotten what you're just after hearing. So the thing is, be aware of your other senses and manage them suitably, which means close your eyes. Don't let thoughts distract you. Practice this process. In ways, it's a little like meditation. If you do meditation, which is also, a, I, I really think this is a, an amazing practice to do for mind control, um, you will learn how to control your thoughts, how to let the thoughts flow through your mind and those thoughts not distracting you as a result. Well, it's the same when you're trying to memorize a piece of music, you do the same thing. So close your eyes when you're listening to the piece of music. Now, um, use your other senses also. So sometimes if you're listening to a piece, maybe tap your foot. If the rhythm is like, if you're good at tapping your foot. Now, I'm not one of these people who likes to tap my foot. I find it a distraction. But I know some musicians love tapping the foot. For example, I know if you look at Irish musicians or Celtic musicians, you will see them tapping the foot always. And that's just how they play. That's just their thing. If that suits you and it holds you in focus, do it. So use your other senses. For some people, visualizing is a strong, strong sense of how they live. They, they just have this kind of brain that allows them to visualize. So if you're very good at quickly seeing music in your brain through visualization, try and visualize the music. So visualize the crescendos, the decrescendos, visualize the flow of the melody as it goes up and it goes down. Visualize the phrases, taking a breath if you're singing. Visualize these details. Another thing that is very useful in the novice stages as well is to actually watch your hands. So for example, you're a pianist or you're a violinist or something. Focus on your hands as you play. It takes away the other senses around you. Um, another good practice if you're studying music theory, which I think any musician should study music theory, there should be no ifs, buts or ands, you should just do it. Uh, write down the melody you hear. That is extremely useful because you're, you're impacting your nervous system as you actually write the melody on paper and therefore it's making an impact in your memory, in your nervous system. So you get a flow and you get an understanding of the flow, the sound and what notes you're hearing as opposed to what they look like in the sheet. And over time, that whole practice will come together well for you. Now, the next one is to hum the piece. So we'll say you're an exam student and you are listening to a piece of music and you might listen to it two times or three times before you're asked to respond. First time you listen, second time you hum, and maybe then you quickly respond back. If it's three times, that's even better. You just do it after the third time. But hum with the piece of music as you listen to it the second time and then just immediately sing back. 
no questions asked just leave your memory do its thing now i hope that is useful for you um i will detail this in my blog over blog.musicsecretsexposed.com and go over there just to review some of those tips and i hope that helps you if you're having issues with your musical memory many have come up to me and asked sylvia let me ask you a question i've started learning music but i am stuck i can't get the sound i dream of i've spent time and a lot of cash i'm so frustrated or a parent has often asked me I have a child who is not getting the results that we expected. I've invested a lot of dollars in music tutors and musical equipment. I'm so unsure. What can I do? My answer? Sign up for a free webinar at musicsecretsexposed.com where I'll walk you through what you can do to get you or your child on the best musical path right away. My greatest joy is to save you heartache and frustration and replace it with the best musical version of you. Don't delay, capacity is limited. Open a tab and let's get you started at musicsecretsexposed.com.